You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio 1017. Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser, Team Talk. Later on tonight at 8, it's the White Sox and Dodgers right here on ESPN Radio 1017. The team. And joining us now on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline is David Vasse. You, he is the host of Dodger Talk. You hear him uh, all the time on our broadcast of Dodger Baseball throughout the years. And uh, David, let's get right to it here. Dodgers, three and seven in their last ten, and a lot of people may be disappointed in that and the fact that they're three games out of first place in the NL West. Still a lot of baseball to go. The Diamondbacks have been hot. What's your perspective of where we are this far in the season, David? Yeah, well, if you told me the Dodgers' record was going to be what it is right now, I would say it was because of their pitching. But it's been all because of their offense. It's been the complete opposite. The Dodgers uh, believe they had a really good chance at winning this division because of their pitching. They thought they could outpitch everybody. And with injuries and the Noah Syndergaard experiment going sideways and relievers not being as good as they were a year ago, it just hasn't gone as planned. So luckily for the Dodgers, they're getting more than what was expected from their offense. Yeah, and the third best record in the National League as we stand here now. Interesting what the Dodgers did in the offseason. A lot of times they're making headlines throughout. This year, a little bit different approach, but at the same time, you get veteran offensive players like J.D. Martinez, Hayward, David Peralta. I'm just not saying, I said offensive players, just veteran players like that, and they've contributed as well, David. Yeah, J.D. Martinez has been the biggest one of those names that you mentioned. He has been a big-time slugger in the middle of the Dodgers lineup as the D.H. Uh, Justin Turner, obviously beloved here in Los Angeles, but J.D. Martinez so far has outproduced what Justin Turner did a year ago, and he leads the National League in slugging percentage. He has taken off since the beginning of May. And without J.D. Martinez and Freddie Freeman, I'm not sure where this Dodger offense would be. The other guys just fall in place. And as great as Mookie Betts is and has been, he's very inconsistent and streaky as a hitter. But Freddie Freeman and J.D. Martinez have been very consistent. Um, Freddie has been unbelievable. Watching him on an everyday basis, I can't think of a better hitter I have ever covered. And I would say even at this stage, after just a year and a half wearing a Dodger uniform. Freddie Freeman already, to me, is at the tops of any L.A. Dodger hitter. And that's saying a lot, because, David, you've been around a lot of great teams and a lot of great players. Obviously, Freddie Freeman there um, has been impressive since the day he put on a Dodger uniform. We're talking to David Vasse. He's the host of Dodger Talk. You hear him throughout the year and the seasons right here on our coverage of Dodger Baseball 101.7, the team. So, okay, we talked about the offense not being a problem, and it was projected that the strength of this team, like it is a lot of years, is the starting pitching. Let's talk about that, David. Yeah, well, uh, right now they're down to four starters because Julio Urias is still on the injured list. Noah Syndergaard placed on the IL, and the experiment with him just hasn't worked out. Um, So tonight's starter, Michael Grove, is the fourth starter. The Dodgers are going to have to either call up um, somebody from the minor leagues, maybe a Matt Andres or Andre Jackson again, to be part of a game tomorrow night. And Bobby Miller is going to start on Saturday. He's been 
honestly a big savior for the Dodger rotation because um, without him, <laughs> they would be down to three starters, and that would not be ideal for the Dodgers. They've been spectacular as far as uh, finding these young pitchers and really uh, being able to develop them and have them ready. And that's kind of the reason why uh, they've been successful is uh, the Dodgers were hoping these young pitchers would uh, help them out this year, but injuries to Ryan Pepio and Dustin May kind of have um, have thrown a curveball to their to their plans so far this season. You mentioned Noah Syndergaard is a guy that has followed the Mets a number of years. When I learned the Dodgers got him, I was just so excited. But then we heard Dave Roberts when he announced that Syndergaard was going on the disabled list, reference the blisters and issues with his fingers and stuff. I immediately thought of Rich Hill. So what do you know about that whole situation, uh, David? Yeah, I would say the blister is a real issue. It's not something that's not there or a factor, but uh, quite honestly, the Dodgers are in no rush to bring Syndergaard back until that blister is completely healed and maybe then some just because of the fact that He's been searching since day one of spring training. He has he had one of the more sadder comments I've ever heard from a pitcher after a game, saying that he would sacrifice his hypothetically unborn first child to be able to throw 100 miles an hour again, and that's just not going to happen. So I'm not sure where he goes from here, but it was certainly an expensive experiment that hasn't gone well. David, we, we could spend the rest of the time with you here talking about injuries, but there are two more guys, and you mentioned one of them just to get the latest on where things stand right now. First with Julio Rios, and then also with Max Muncy, because I know that one seems like it's pretty day-to-day right now. Yeah, Muncy's supposed to be back in the lineup on Saturday. Uh, Urias is going to throw another bullpen session and go out on a rehab assignment, and from there, uh, he should be good to go to return to the rotation that needs him back now, now you you had tweeted earlier today about Muncy that if he can't go Saturday, you know Dave Roberts saying maybe there'll have to be an, an injured list decision. Is there any particular anything in particular that stands out about the date or the time in the season or anything for Saturday? Oh, it's because uh, they have the day off on Monday, and if you backdate his injury to when it occurred, ah. the final day in Philadelphia, um, it makes sense to wait it out and not have to put him on. DIL for seven more days until you really determine how it feels. And I guess Max Muncy goes on a weekly podcast and he gets paid for that. And he told the guys on that show that his hamstring strain is not a grade two, as Dave Roberts uh, told us yesterday. It's a lot less worse than that. And that's why they were optimistic he could come back on Saturday. Well, one way or another, you know, certainly. Hope that that's the case. It'd be good to get Max in the lineup as, as quick as possible, David, because he is kind of the, the quintessential hitter in 2023 where the batting average is going to make you scratch your head in one way, but the power that he's developed and the consistency that he's been able to, to hit home runs, I mean, the Dodgers need him back as soon as possible. What stood out to you, maybe even from the last couple of years, is anything that's different about Max Muncy this season? Uh, well, Muncy's been uh, a very... Kyle Schwarber-like player. The batting average isn't great, but these advanced analytics stuff, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, I, I guess, like he's the prototypical 2023 player. Leads sure. the league in homers, has a lot of slug, gets on base. He is the epitome of the three true outcomes, right? Walk, homer, 
or strike out. That's who he is. We're talking to David Vasse here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 101.7, the team host of Dodger Talk on AM570, the Dodgers radio network. And, of course, you hear him on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team, including tonight when the Dodgers wrap up the series with the White Sox. Going back to the bullpen, David, it's just you know, it's, it's so disheartening to see a case like last night, Alex Vessia gets his third loss of the season. So many of these guys the last year or two have resurrected their careers, these relievers coming to the Dodgers, whether it's Alex Vessia or Evan Phillips, and we could go on down the line. So is there a sense, one, that the Dodgers might have to try to dip into that well again and go find another one of these guys? And is there the confidence that they would be able to do so? I mean, certainly nobody's giving up on the the relievers yet, but is there a sense that they're going to have to go back out at the deadline and try to find another one of these guys? It feels like starting pitching's at the forefront of uh, their shopping list, but obviously they're looking for help in the bullpen as well. They're supposed to get Daniel Hudson back in the next couple of weeks. That will help their bullpen out a lot. And kind of what's making this a little bit more difficult to predict is that in both leagues, the uh, central divisions are very bad, but yet everybody is still in the race. And I'm not sure when those teams are going to wave the white flag between now and the end of July. We'll be looking forward to that news as it comes along, and if there is anything, you can always hear it here from the Dodger Radio Network on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. But, David, it's always good to talk to you. We love having you back in town because there are few people, including here in Albuquerque, that love the Dukes and appreciate the Dukes in 2023 like David Vasse. I love the Dukes. I still have my 1989 and 1990 programs from the Albuquerque Dukes. <laughs> Change the name back. Get the Dukes back. Let's go. Let's go is right. Uh, David, thank you so much. We'll be listening tonight. Uh, the rubber match of the White Sox Dodger series, and we'll have it for you tonight at 8 o'clock. Appreciate your time, David. Hey, no problem, Joe, and I uh, hope you're enjoying Rudy's Barbecue still in Albuquerque. Oh, ye- oh snap! Oh! <laughs> You know it, David. You know it, man. Two locations, and both of them deliver. And we appreciate you, because you deliver. We'll be listening tonight, David. Thank you so much. Appreciate you joining us here in Albuquerque. The Duke City, by the way. I know about the Duke City. That's why it was called the Albuquerque Dukes. But (laughs) I think the Topes is better, because they're not a Dodger affiliate anymore. If the Dodgers ever came back, uh, which is a long shot, they got to go back to the Dukes. <laughs> got to do it. <laughs> got to do it. All right. Thanks again, David. Appreciate it. We'll be listening tonight. That's David Vasse. He's the host of Dodger Talk. You hear him all throughout the night during the Dodger broadcast, pre, post, uh, all that stuff. David Vasse joining us here on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline. All right. Coming up next, it hadn't happened in nearly 130 years. Today it happened twice. We'll have that for you when we come back. Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.